Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the ET Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Evan Thomas. Today, we have a great one uh, coming up for you. We're talking the Lions and Bears game. Um, very exciting comeback victory in Detroit. Uh, Lions take the win, but in a historic fashion. Uh, never before done win, um, which really tells a lot about this team. Uh, we're also talking about the Lions Thanksgiving Day game prediction. What are we going to see out there? Uh, what's the take going to be? Um, additionally, MSU finds a win against the Hoosiers. Um, and a perfect score prediction. We had our first one. It was uh, only a matter of time. Uh, the very first game I picked was pretty close. Um, and now we finally have a perfect score prediction. So uh, really exciting there. Um a little more about how that game went down specifically. Uh, and then, of course, we have the MSU Penn State prediction coming up on Friday. That's going to be in for field. And then as an extra bonus to toss in there at the very end, we are going to be calling the U of M Ohio State game. It's a CBF classic. We have to be talking about it, um, at least just a little bit. And it allows us to get more, um, more games underneath the belt so we can, you know, say, hey, this is what we got, you know. Um, so, uh, U of M Ohio State, MSU Hoosiers, MSU Penn State, Lions Bears, Lions Packers. Let's go. All right, we're jumping straight into the Lions Bears game. Um, like I said, Lions escape alive uh, in Detroit in a historic fashion. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's go through the score recap. Um, Bears shut out the Lions in the first quarter uh, for the first time in a long time um, for the for Lions to be shut out in the first quarter, that is. Um, so, uh, Donta Foreman, one-yard touchdown run to put Chicago up 7 to nothing. In the second quarter, Lions respond with a Jameer Gibbs, two-yard touchdown run uh, to tie it up. Um, Cario Santos, 31-yard field goal to put the Bears up 10-7. to And then Amon Ross St. Brown, with a touchdown catch to put the Lions up 10 to 14. That's halftime, so at the end of the half, Lions lead 14-10. Uh, um, but they struggle in the third quarter again, which has been very typical for Detroit uh, this season, not scoring in the third quarter at all. Um, Bears get a 53-yard field goal, as well as a DJ Moore 39-yard touchdown catch um, to put the Bears up 20 to 14 at the end of the third. And then the Bears start to pull away in the fourth quarter um, with another 40-yard field goal and a 39-yard uh, field goal. That's two field goals to put the Bears up 26-14. to 14. Um, That's with four minutes left in the game. Uh, so not looking good for the Lions. Um, Jamison Williams catches a 32-yard touchdown pass um, to bring the Lions back into the game. Um, the Lions then get the ball back, score a touchdown run with David Montgomery. Um, for to put the Lions up 29 to 26, and then the team gets a safety um, instead of the Bears having any chance to come back in the game. Um, 
Aiden Hutchinson forces a fumble, which ends up with, which ends up as a safety to put the Lions ahead, 31-26 at the bell, uh, with 22 seconds left. Uh, so Lions get the ball back and just run out out because the game is over. Let's talk about the score leaders uh, or the game leaders. Uh, Justin Fields, 16 for 23 for the Bears, 169 yards passing and a touchdown. Uh, Justin Fields, also the rushing leader uh, for the Bears. No surprise there. He's basically a running back. Uh, 18 carries for 104 yards as a quarterback, which is just insane. And receiving yards, DJ Moore, of course, seven receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. So he still had a great game, um, despite the quarterback trying to run a lot more. Lions. Jared Goff, man, he played a abysmal game um, in terms of his interceptions. So he went 23 for 35 passing, 236 yards in the air, two touchdowns, and three picks, which is very uncharacteristic of Jared Goff. Um, worst game he's played in the, this year period. One of the worst games he's played since coming to Detroit um, as far as his interceptions. Um, David Montgomery, rushing yard leader, of course, 12 carries, 76 yards, and touchdown. And Amon Ross St. Brown, 8 receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so I went over to defense. Um, let's see. Aiden Hutchinson with a sack. Aline McNeil with a sack. Um, yep. Yep, that's it for sacks. <laughs> um, I thought there was I thought there was one more, but um, there was not. Uh, if we jump over to team stats, um, the Bears and Lions actually had very similar total yards. The Bears uh, racking up 334 total yards to the Lions, 338. So very similar there. In terms of passing yards, um, the Bears had 151. Um, they had 183 rushing yards and 4.7 yards per play on average. Lions, like I said, 338 total yards, uh, 223 passing, 115 on the ground, and 5.7 yards per play. And some of these other stats, as we go down the list, tell a completely different game than uh, the score reflects. So uh, first down for the Bears, 25 first downs, 5 for 13 on third down, perfect on fourth down, 2 for 2, 71 total plays, 2 sacks allowed, 2 punts. Six penalties totaling 69 yards, one lost fumble, and a time of possession of 40 minutes and 24 seconds. Lions, 23 first downs, um, 8 for 11 on third down. So really good third down efficiency for the Lions. Uh, no fourth down attempts, 59 total plays, two sacks, two punts. Um, penalties, to uh, five penalties totaling 25 yards, one fumble lost, and three picks. With a time of possession of 1936. I mean, that's like really hard to comprehend that the Lions got destroyed in the in ball security, got destroyed in time of possession, um, and had eleven less snaps, which is basically a whole drive, and they were still able to have more points on the board when the game ended. Just insane fashion. No team in the history of the league has been able to win the game with four turnovers in a time of possession less than 20 minutes. It's never happened in the history of the league um, until today. The Lions are the very first team 
literally to win with those statistics, um, which is an insane stat, uh, given that usually it was the other way around. You know, usually the Lions would lose games in historic fashion um, to crazy long field goals, um, literally any reason. Um, crazy touchdown bombs, you know, um, just wild and unpredictable ways. Um, Lions could lose games just all over the place all the time for any reason. And this time, this time it's different. This time the Lions win in a historic fashion, um, never before seen, never thought possible. Uh, but there it is. Uh, the game ended and the Lions had more points. They advanced to 8-2 and two on the year. They need technically one and a half more wins to make the playoffs, which basically means two. So, like, to seal the deal, to be for sure. Um, so, just amazing stuff uh, coming out of that. And I really want them to make the playoffs this year. We are almost there, um, or the team is almost there, and it's really exciting to watch them do this. You know, to, to restore the roar in Detroit, essentially. So, um, because of what happened, there's now, like, I think there's a solid two or two and a half lead on the uh, NFC North. So Lions are in a very, very good spot, again, to go to the playoffs. But before we get to the playoffs, we have to play Thanksgiving. So... Here it is, the score prediction for the Thanksgiving Day game to be played tomorrow at 12.40 is kickoff, I think, somewhere around there. Um, I've got Lions-Packers Thanksgiving Day game. Lions 27, Packers 20, Lions win. That's what I'm saying. That's the call right now. Um, we had one perfect prediction so far this year. We're talking about that next. We want to see, you know, can we get a perfect prediction here? But more importantly, can the Lions win another one? Go up three games plus in um, the, the division. You know, hopefully, um, really seal this one out uh, and and try and make try and make a, a playoff statement is what we're trying to do is make a playoff statement. So uh, let's see what happens. And uh, yeah, here we are. You know, like it's Thanksgiving Day game. It's a big one. It's a special one here in Detroit. So uh, we really want the Lions to win. I got them to win 27-20. They lost last year versus the Bills in a very close game um, against a really good Bills team. So I'm hoping that the Lions can pull it out here against the Packers. I expect them to. And honestly, I'm really happy they're playing the Packers. Uh, not just because the Packers aren't as good as they used to be, but um, just because I feel like the Lions-Packers rivalry is one of my favorites. Um, Lions-Packers, Lions-Bears are some of my favorite rivalries in sports. Um, I don't know why. It's not quite the same with the Vikings, <laughs> but Lions, Packers, Lions, Bears are some of the, the most, my most favorite um, rivalries, um, especially especially Lions, Bears for the like the Chicago, Detroit aspect, you know, two big Midwest cities, and then Lions, Packers, um, because, I don't know, it just, it's, you know, cold weather, I don't know, <laughs> uh, just something about it, um, I just really like this rivalry, I'm really happy to be playing the Packers, it's more of a historical game, I want throwback jerseys for both teams, you know, if I had to pick, that's what we'd be seeing, so we'll see what happens, of course, I think the Lions are going to have um, the gray uniforms with the blue helmets again, I'm not sure about that, I'm not sure about that, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen, um, either way, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be interesting to watch, and I can't wait to see it go down. Uh, tomorrow at noon, uh, the the classic 
Lions Thanksgiving Day game. Well, now we're talking about um, the first ever perfect ET Speaks prediction for football. Um, Lion or Spartans at Hoosiers, not Lions, Spartans at Hoosiers. I picked them last week, 24-21, Sparty. And of course, that's where the score came back as. Let's talk about it. First quarter, Malik Carr, 17-yard touchdown reception to put the Sparty up 7-0 over the Hoosiers. Uh, second quarter, uh, Hoosiers respond. Uh, Trent Hol- Howland four-yard run uh, to tie the game up. And then Monterey Foster, 29-yard touchdown pass uh, reception to put the Sparty up 14-7. Third-quarter response to tie it up, uh, James Bamba, three-yard touchdown pass um, to put Indy tied with Michigan State at 14. Then in the fourth quarter, Jonathan Kim to take make the 36-yard field goal to put, this, to put Spartans up. 17 to 14, eight yard touchdown pass response. Um, Trey Walker, which the touchdown pass, um, Indy up 21 17 at that time, and then uh, an amazing touchdown pass. Malik Carr, 36 yards um, completion uh, from Katen Hauser to win the game essentially 24 21. Uh, Sparty holds on. Just wonderful stuff, you know. Um, and of course, we got the perfect score prediction. That's probably going to be the last win of this uh, Spartan Spartan campaign. Um, so four and eight, uh, probably. You know, assuming they lose to Penn State, which I do have them to lose, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know, given everything that went wrong with this team this year, um, I'm glad they were able to find some wins um, here at the end of the season. Uh, they, they were able to wrap up and finish some games. It shows the resiliency of this team, really, um, with players leaving and um, other things like that. And then, you know, the coaching situation. Just there were so many things that went wrong for this team. For them to pull out some wins here at the end of the season um, just really makes me feel good about the resiliency of the program altogether. And that hopefully with a new coaching staff, with a more determined coach who knows the, the thing a little better, the system's better and things like that, we'll be able to uh, kind of pull out of this hole that is um, Michigan State football. Let's talk about these game leaders. Kaden Hauser, 26 for 41, 245 yards passing, three touchdowns and two interceptions. Solid game for the young quarterback. Uh, Nathan Carter, the rushing yard leader, 11 carries, 42 yards. And Malik Carr, uh, nine receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. He had a phenomenal game um, and definitely is one of the, one of the highlights um, of this year. Despite some criticism I had from him a little bit early, he did fantastic uh, in this game. Um, blew the doors off uh, for the Hoosiers. At Brendan Sorsby, 19 for 34 passing, 192 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Trent Howland, 19 carries, 77 yards and a touchdown for the rush, uh, rushing for the Hoosiers. And Donovan McCulley, three receptions and 72 yards as a reception leader for the Hoosiers. Um, let's look for Michigan State defense. Um, big plays there. Jordan Hall with a sack. Simeon Barrow with a sack. And was there an interception in here? Doesn't look like it. 
Um, but again, just great stuff uh, from the team altogether. Team stats. Sparty, 317 total yards, 245 passing, which is right on the money of where we want to be for passing yards. Um, and then 72 yards rushing at 4.2 yards per play. For the Hoosiers, it was 402 total yards, 192 yards passing, 210 yards rushing with 5 yards per play. Overall, the Hoosiers played um, a more classic Big Ten style, whereas Sparty kind of resorted to a little more of that air raid offense, which is kind of surprising considering we had such a young quarterback, but it worked out in the end. Uh, first downs, uh, 22 first downs. For Michigan State, four for 13 on third down, so not the greatest production-wise. 50-50 uh, on fourth down, one for two. 75 total plays, four punts, three penalties totaling 30 yards. So that's pretty pretty clean play and good job by the guys. Uh, two interceptions thrown, unfortunately, by the time of possession at 31-04 was enough to pull out the win. For the Hoosiers, 23 first downs, eight of 17 on third down, so a little lot better than Sparty. <laughs> um, Two for three on fourth down. They did pretty good there. 80 total plays, more plays. Five total punts, one extra punt. Um, penalties, six penalties for 55 yards. One fumble lost. And a time of possession of 28.56. So, you know, really good stuff uh, for Michigan State. Really glad that they were able to pull out the win. Super really glad that we were able to get the perfect score prediction. It's highlighted in gold and um, marked on our win column. Um, so now when we record wins, we're at 20 wins, one perfect with five losses. Um, and for me, what that means is calls, games called. Right now we're at a four-game uh, correct pick streak with three games coming up this weekend to try and advance to seven picks. I think the so the most I had was eight picks has been my longest streak, so we're trying to get there and we're trying to bounce back really fast. <laughs> um, so we got Lions and Packers. Of course, we called that one 27-20. Um, coming up for Sparty though, it's going to be um, the Nittany Lions and Spartans in Detroit at Ford Field. I had tickets to this game, but I, I decided not to go because I went to. Um, the Cornhuskers game here at Spartan Stadium. And because they won, I wanted my last win um, with these season tickets, my last game to be a win. So I'm not going to go to the um, Nittany Lions game, though I will be watching it on TV, of course. And um, I've got the Spartans to lose this one 17-36 against Penn State. I just Penn State's a really good team. MSU, we're not a very good team. I got this team going... Um, four and eight to finish out this season more on that next week we'll talk about that but for now um that's the call there and of course this is going in the college football segment um the msu segment but i want to talk about the game as it's referred to um i guess in the big 10 or maybe even in the whole country it's Michigan Wolverines and the Ohio State Buckeyes playing this Saturday at noon, which is a terrible time for this game. This game should never be a noon game, in my opinion. Um, week 13, it's a CBF Classic. It's a Wolverines and the Buckeyes. I'm going to pick this one, too. I know we don't, we don't typically pick U of M games. I have a bias against them. I also have a small bias against 
Ohio State, though it's not as bad as my advice against U of M. Um, despite that, it's not even it's not even I don't like the U of M program or anything. It's the fans that do it for me. Um, personal opinion. Um, I have you know no disrespect to the program or whatever. It's just the fans. I don't like the fans. That said, who do I have to win the Wolverines Buckeyes game? It's U of M. I'm calling it here. We're calling it now. We're going to see if we can get it right. I'm picking U of M 38-34 over the Buckeyes. to be two. They're either going to be a first or second seed after this game and move to the college football playoff, where in my opinion, that's where they're going to get obliterated. But that's just me. Um, so I got Wolverines and, uh, over Buckeyes 38-34. to We'll see what happens on Saturday. I'll try to hold my tongue until then, but I do expect U of M to win this game, um, and then we'll see what happens. You know, they might not, but I'm I'm picking it, and I want them. I want to be correct because I want that streak to get all the way to seven and maybe eight. So there we go. That's the U of M prediction. That's um, all my three predictions for this week. Uh, let's jump into the conclusion of this segment. Yeah. What what a good what a good what a good episode. I mean, I'm so excited for this weekend. We got three football games back to back to back. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good holiday weekend. Good Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the ET Speaks podcast. Um, I wish everybody a very Happy Thanksgiving weekend. Um, you know, a lot of good games coming up this weekend. Get to spend time with the family. Should be, you know, a great environment. Um, if you haven't already, please um, share this episode out with your friends, family. I know you're going to be seeing them this weekend. So um, it would be a great help if you're able to help spread the word about the show. Uh, right now we are, uh, what is this? 0.9% of the way to getting our um, ambassador ad eligibility back. Um, you know, I took a year off from doing the show and it cost me. So, um, you know, I used to be at 100%. Now I'm at less than 1%. So I need all the help I can get to help bring this show back. Um, go ahead and share it on social medias if you can. I know I definitely will. Um, so... You know, thanks so much for listening, um, and I really, uh, really, really could appreciate um, a little extra bit of support you can give um, if you can. Um, of course, if you want to become a um, supporter for the show, I'm not just a regular listener. Um, you can go to podcasters.spotify.com/pod/show/et-speaks/support, and there um, you can pick from your choice for a monthly contribution of one dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars a month. Um, the money goes directly towards the podcast and is put back into production. Um, additionally, um, I think there's like a shout out segment for all this, every episode. Um, there's some other stuff that you get that I'm not familiar with. Um, but yeah, um, it would help the help the show a lot. And also, we'll grant consistent weekly episodes. Um, none of this. Sometimes it doesn't work out stuff. Um, you know, it's a lot harder to say no when there's money coming in. Uh, so thank you so much for listening. If you want to become a supporter, that's great. Um, if not, just share the episode with your friends and family. That's more than enough um, at this time, of course, at 0.9%. Um, the highest we got, I think, was 1.6 uh, or 1.8%. So um, 
you know, we need to we need to make a comeback here um, as a show. Um, if you're looking for where to find the show specifically more consistently, you can head on over to Twitter. Um, I'm at EvanThomas27 on Twitter. Um, additionally, I'm on Instagram. Uh, the, the whole podcast is on Instagram at et.speaks.podcast. And of course, we're on threads at evan.thomas.27 on threads. All of those places you can get information about the show. Additionally, the threads also grants you more um, information on what episodes are coming out. Um, if, there's, if there's a delay or I can't get an episode out, I always get my score predictions out. So go ahead and head on over there. Definitely recommend following on threads so that you can hear the score prediction um, if the episode isn't able to come out in time. Now, of course, once it becomes support for the podcast, um, the episodes are going to be very, very, very consistent. Um, but until then, I have to resort to the best options possible. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really hope um, you enjoyed this episode. Um, we got our per- first perfect score prediction. That's so awesome. and It's so great right ahead of Thanksgiving break. Um, I definitely know that I'm thankful for all the support that my listeners um, grant to me. Um, I mean, you know, building this show from where it was and then taking time off and trying to rebuild has been a very difficult process, but I'm thankful for everybody who's shown support along the way, and let's just uh, keep moving forward. You know, we're approaching playoff season. We're approaching the end of the fall football season. Of course, we have the spring one coming up right after that, so we've still got months and months and months. Um, We're covering football all year round. Uh, Don't even doubt it. And in the off time, we're also cover Call of Duty. So there's a whole lot going on. Um, on the next episode of the show, we're going to be talking about the Lions-Packers review, the Lions-Saints prediction, the MSU-Penn State review, and then kind of a total review of the season. Just what are my thoughts after the season? Um, what are areas I thought you know the team could get better? That kind of stuff. And then we're going to be picking the Big Ten championship game. Um, as another game outside of the strict Lions MSU um, world, uh, you know we're going to pick some of these bigger games as we're going along. We're going to pick the college football playoff, um, all the super sick games. So it's going to be great. It's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited for what's coming up on the show. And of course, we're going to be picking all the way through the Super Bowl, taking a little bit of time off from picking games. Um, and then we're going to pick right back up when the Spring Football League starts again. And, of course, more details on that as they come out through the airwaves. Um, but just want to say thank you so much. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week.